He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. 
So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness. So, Good morning, everybody. We are so glad that you're here this morning. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship. And if you're watching online, we just want to welcome you to our extended audience. And we serve a good God, don't we? He is great and glorious. He is wonderful. He is faithful. So, Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your presence here this morning. And we thank you, Lord, that you are in our midst. You're ready to do your will. You're ready to move in power and impart to us your incorruptible and indestructible word. And, Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Yeah, let's stand together. I've got
cries out to me, deep cries out to me, deep cries out, deep cries out to me, deep cries out, deep cries out to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we crying out to him this morning? Lord, we stir up those wells inside of us that have been put in us from childhood. The ones that we were born with, the ones that you have put in us through your word. We stir those things up inside of us, Lord. And we just speak to ourselves this morning. We activate what you've put inside of us, Lord. Come on, speak to yourself this morning. God wants to move in our lives. He wants to use us for such a time as this. But sometimes he's got to wake things up in us. And I feel like he's stirring up well in our lives at this season in our lives. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you in this place, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
deliverance that the devil thinks he has surrounded and that he is gagged and that he has put them in a corner. But we're declaring in this place today the blessing over them all over the world. Leave the children out of it. Leave the children out of it. We hold them up. We hold them up in the name of Jesus with the blessing of God. We speak a breakthrough. We speak So let it be. 
How many are glad for the blessing? Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord. Yeah. It's an endowment of power. Yeah. It's a proclamation of prosperity. Hallelujah. The blessing makes the difference in your life. Glory to God. We have a God who has blessed us. Hallelujah. And Lord, we bless you back. Lord, we bless you. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, how great is your name, oh God. We magnify you in this place. Glory to God. We are so grateful that we have a God like you, our Father in heaven. And if you be for us, who can be against us? No one. Nothing. Hallelujah. When you stand with God, you stand as a majority. Hallelujah. Oh, we're so grateful to you, Father, and to our Lord Jesus Christ and to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Nelson, play a little bit of that guitar for a second. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Mm, glory, glory, glory. Yeah. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we thank you that you speak to us. And we hear your voice. Just as I appeared to Joshua as Jehovah Sabaoth the Lord God of hosts of the army of God. I am preparing you for victory. I am preparing you for success. I am preparing you to take your possession and to apply my promises and to take what I have given you, says the Lord. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. You're in a position of victory because I have placed you there. I have put you there. I have already scheduled the victory for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, aren't you glad that you're here this morning? Amen. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. 
I'll tell you what, we appreciate the faithfulness and the skill in which our team praises the Lord. Amen. Yes. <laughs> hey, I wanted to share something real quick. On our uh, church Facebook page, we have um, I have a video I shared that I did live this week on um, my Facebook page. But I was praying about a strategy for um, our kids in school that have to wear masks. And so, um, the lo- so I didn't want to just fight in the natural because I've had several people inbox me and email, what should we do, Pastor Fiona and all this. People who don't come to this church, people who come to this church, all over the place. So I decided, well, let me pay some attention to this. <laughs> and the Lord showed me in prayer one morning, Pastor Doug and I were praying, and the Lord showed me, pronounce the blessing. Mm-hmm. Pronounce the blessing over our school, over the system, and over the geographical area that it contains. So Pennsylvania, and I sent it also to Guyana because I have interest there with the orphanage and all the kids. And anything that operates under the instruction and the command of the curse has to bow to the blessing. This is a very strategic way to fight the enemy. So you're not going to get into arguments about mask or no mask. You're going to speak the blessing. This is what I suggest we do. You pronounce the blessing over the school district you live in. That's a good place to start. You can expand if you'd like, but don't get overwhelmed. The curse will always try to overwhelm Mm -hmm. because it's an oppressor. That's the job of the curse is to oppress. And if it can oppress your mind, then you are handicapped and mad and ticked off all the time about what they are doing. Well, we have something we can do. Amen? So every, so all the teachers, when you go into your school, you park in that parking lot and you say, I pronounce the blessing. The curse has no function here. Just keep hammering away at it. Keep hitting the curse with the blessing. And we're going to see what the blessing can do. Amen. I don't think we've seen half of what the blessing can do. No. <laughs> We're about to see it. I'm so excited. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Well, one of the things that we like to do here at BCF is to speak the word. We want to invite you to join us and make a confession based on God's word about his fire. Let's make our confession. Our Our God God is a consuming consuming fire. fire. He He upholds his word, and we we worship him alone. The fire of God is his glory that is holy and pure. We respect, honor, and reverence his holy fire. God's fire sets our hearts ablaze with a love that glows, a faith that ignites, and a devotion that consumes. We hate sin with a fierceness that burns, and we rejoice in God with radiating joy. The fire of God will guide us through darkness and cause us to triumph over our enemies. God comes with fire to comfort and encourage and empower us and to execute judgment on our foes. There There is is a fire that has been ignited within. It It burns in our hearts and our bones. We are his flames of fire. We will not let his holy flame go out, but we will keep our lamps full of oil to burn bright for him. 
At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. To proclaim the uncompromising word of God. To build a strong body of believers. And to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Amen. And we want to pray for uh, the salvation uh, of those people who are in this jar. These are people that you know that you are connected with and you know that they need to be saved. So just stretch forth your hands. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. He did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And, Lord, we pray over these people right now. We thank you, Lord, that it is your will that they should not perish, but they should come to the knowledge of the truth that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And I thank you, Lord, that you open their eyes of understanding. You help them to see their need for a Savior. Lord, we ask you to send laborers across their path to communicate your love and your good message to them that they might... Uh, believe in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that you're working on their behalf to write their names in your book of life. And we call them into the kingdom. We plead the blood over over them, the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you cleanse them and you draw them to yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Good morning, and God bless you. It's good to see each one of you here. For our announcements today, we have Air Force, our youth group, on Tuesday at 6 p.m., 6 to 8 p.m., and that's um, ages 12 and up. We have a wonderful time together. Miss Dottie prepares a meal for us, and then we have worship and some, a message from the word, and then activities, some sort of game, or sometimes of laughter, right? <laughs> and then Wednesday night, refreshing here at 6.30 p.m. Lisa's testing my memory. I, I don't have the time. <laughs> this is good. I'm creating new uh, connectors up there. 6.30 on Wednesday night, refreshing, and that's an awesome time together in the Word and the Spirit. And then, okay, so Saturday, this Saturday is the second Saturday of the month, so we have Air Force breakfast. That's a new thing we started a couple months ago. We meet here at 9 a.m., and we have breakfast, and it's basically the same as a Tuesday evening, but the spirit flows in a different way. And we have a different teacher. On Tuesday nights, usually Stephen Schmidt is teaching the lesson. And on Saturday mornings, Nate Schmidt teaches the lesson. So um, we have two different um, topics that we study. So it's a good time together. So if you know anybody ages 12 and up, they're welcome to come have breakfast with us on Saturday. And then I have Woven. It's starting back up in September. That's going to be on the 17th. That's a Friday night. And what time do we? Six o'clock for Woven. 
We're keeping ourselves sharp. Six o'clock woven. We haven't had that since April or May. Since May. So six o'clock, get that on your calendars. It'll be good to be back together with the women. Woven is for women and young ladies. Six o'clock. We have a meal for that as well. And then I have Sunday, September 19th. I know Sunday starts at 10. (laughs) We are celebrating 19 years that Pastor Doug and Pastor Fiona have been the pastors of Victory Christian Fellowship. So plan to be here for that. And before that time, we're asking for everyone to share a testimony of how the Lord has used them or Victor Christian Fellowship in your life, in your walk with the Lord. And someone's, I assume, Lisa, but I'm not sure, is putting that all together. And that will be part of our celebration. So God bless you. Amen. Well, we made it through the storm, didn't we? Hallelujah. Well, we're about inheritance here, if you didn't know that. And I want to talk to you just a moment about an heir whose name is Isaac. And uh, in Genesis 26, uh, the Lord, in verse 2, the Lord appeared to Isaac. And he said, you know, don't go down to Egypt. There was a famine going on. And Isaac would have headed to Egypt like his father did. Okay? But the Lord interrupted his plans. Aren't you glad when the Lord interrupts our plans and reveals his plan? And so the Lord said, uh, don't go down to Egypt, but stay in the land of which I will tell you. Live temporary there as a resident in the land, and I will be with you and bless you. Oh, my goodness. So here's what the blessing did for Isaac. The blessing, the blessing means his presence is with you. The blessing meant that unto your seed I will give all these countries. How's it like God to give you a country? Amen? Did he not say pray for the nations for our inheritance? Yeah, we need to take over some of these nations. Some of them are run by uh, devil's protégés. All right, the blessing said I will perform the oath. Oh, the blessing secures the fulfillment of the promise. And he said, I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. Multiplication is part of the blessing. He says, I will give unto your seed all these countries. The blessing goes from generation to generation. It is perpetual. And then he said, the blessing in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. God will bless you so that you can be a blessing. That is the blessing. And we know in verse 12, the Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land. Everybody say he sowed. See, so today we have a guest, so we're going to ask you to sow a seed. Amen. And he reaped. Everybody say he reaped. Everyone who sows reaps, right? Well, how much am I going to get? Well, that's dependent on how much you sow. The the amount of harvest is directly related to the uh, seed. And he reaped in the same year. Everybody say the same year. 
a hundredfold. And this is where it gets really good. <laughs> In verse 13, the man, Isaac, number one, he became great. Well, he was already great because he inherited all of Abraham's stuff. But now he's got a revelation of his own, and he becomes great. That's level one. All right? And gained more and more. That's level two. You know, you can be great and still gain. All right? For, and until he became very wealthy, that's level three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God wants you blessed on three levels. He wants you to be great. He wants you to gain. And he wants you to become super abundant. Amen? How many want to be super abundant? You know, we're living in a day and time when superabundance is a necessity. Amen? So you can give any time during the service. If you make a check, make it out to VCF. If you want to designate some of that uh, to the guest, uh, to our guest, Andrew, uh, just designate guest, however much you want to designate. Uh, we always add to it as a church. Amen? So the minute you give, your seed is already multiplied. Amen? And uh, if you're watching online, you certainly want to participate in this. You don't want to miss this opportunity. You can go to our website and give through that way. You can give by a card in our bookstore. You can mail it in. Amen. You can bring it in. However you want to do it. Aren't you glad for many opportunities? So, Father, I give you thanks and praise for the blessing of the Lord. You make us rich and you add no sorrow with it. And I thank you, Lord, that every seed that we sow goes into your kingdom, you receive it, and you multiply it, and you give us back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, you cause men to give to our bosom. I call every giver and their gifts blessed by you in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And after I dismiss our, uh, after I introduce our guests, I will dismiss our kids. We are privileged this morning to have Andrew and Ann Taylor, uh, they are with uh, the APT Foundation, which is Australian Pacific Thrust Foundation. And uh, it's an interdenominational missions ministry that uh, was pioneered by Andrew and his late wife, uh, Patsy, in 1990. They have a son, Luke, and uh, he is uh, finishing his studies. Uh, APT plays an important part of a, in supporting pastors in developing countries. I've gotten to see the ministry firsthand at the Bible school in Fiji, and it is amazing. It is awesome. It's an incredible work. And they feed and educate uh, poverty-stricken children. They establish elementary and secondary schools, and he has pioneered Bible colleges. Uh, thus far, Bible colleges have been established in Fiji, northern India, and Indonesia. Can you say Amen. So when you're sowing into this, you're sowing into the world. Anne is an architect. She worked for 20 years uh, in Adelaide, Australia. She then left it all to return to Bangalore, India, to begin a ministry to poverty-stricken children uh, from the slums. Her ministry is called the Door of Hope. Uh, Bangalore it ministers to approximately 25 very poor and needy children five days a week. Hallelujah. Andrew is a skilled teacher in the Word. He travels widely, conducts seminars, and has ministered in North America, Asia, Europe, Africa, Australia, and Oceania. In nearly 30 countries, he's the author of three books across five continents, 
uh, Islam, the church, and the world, and five issues God wants you to know and how to deal with. And we are so blessed to have them here. Amen? Amen. And he has a great sense of humor, a wonderful wit. All right? And so um, we're going to welcome. But kids, are you guys ready? Are the kids live ready? Are the kids live teachers ready? Hallelujah. Kids living in faith, let's cheer as they go out, kids. Have a great class. Hallelujah. And uh, keep cheering as Andrew comes and ministers the word to us. Amen. Let Anne just say hello. What a greeting. Well, I just want to say thank you for having us here this morning. Uh, thank you for the honor and thank you for your continued prayer support, which has um, undergirded our ministry throughout the years, uh, especially during the last couple of years. It's been um, a challenge, but thank you for prayer. Prayer is the backbone of our ministry. Take it, Good morning, church. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, babe. Uh, we are always truly honored to be here with you all for your pastors, Doug and Fiona, to invite us. We follow a lot of your posts on Facebook. This year I find out as pastors, Nelson and Nadine. Awesome. You know, I've seen God build them. I've known Nadine for years. I've seen God. He's always in the reconstruction business, you know, and how he has been bringing a work of healing and brought you and Nelson together, and now this year I see it's pastors. Wow, wow, wow. Then I was also so blessed to see nine-year-young nine year Josiah playing the drums. It's like, where was I at nine? I don't know, you know? But that's the kind of things we need to continue to be proactive about because imagine that seed multiplying in the future when we sow him into, into ministry at such a young age. And of course, the others, good to see you all. I've gotten to many uh, family names. I'd like to specially recognize uh, a visitor this morning, Pam Baynard. Pam, would you please stand, please, Pam? <laughs> well, she had a good dig at me. I introduced her to the pastors, and she says, I just came to see Anne. So? She deserved to get uh, get something back. <laughs> she uh, she gives it to me on the chin very well. Believe me. Uh, if you have the PowerPoint up, uh, Lisa, uh, it's another family. Lisa, Melissa, uh, you know, Emily. Oh, then uh, oh, just so many folk we know. Um, so, all right. So APT has its own. Tax-exempt 501c3 status. We'll just go to the next slide because Pastor Doug did a very elaborate introduction. Thank you for that. Uh, and actually, um, under normal conditions, she's now gone to like 30 young ones uh, who are from the slums from 18 months to four years. So they're little ones. She often will say babies. I say, babe, baby is a baby in arms, you know. But I, I know what she means. So one and a half years to four years. Uh, but since the onset of the spirit of fear by the Luciferian media, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. 
Therefore, the governments have restricted and shut down schools. But the good news is she's been able to get her four staff to come out with their own children. So she's still got, and a couple of their relatives. So it's like 10 little kids in spite of all that kind of unofficial. Uh, but that's uh, her project, a little picture of what a slum would look like. Uh, we'll, after the slum dwelling? Yeah. Uh, this thing's got... Uh, We're working on it. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, if you want to go back one slide, let's see what... Yeah, and now we go to the child. This is just our poster child uh, for the year. Next. Uh, so every around Christmas, Anne buys new clothes. We have good use clothes, you know, for the kids, but every Christmas they get a new set of clothes, all custom made. So that's Anne with the little boys, and the next slide is me with the little girls. And then uh, we go on to the next slide. Uh, three of Anne's four staff, I told you the four of them. She, she's got a different kind of faith to mine. <laughs> Seriously. I will not hire a non-Christian. She hires all these Hindus and they all get born again and spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and on Tuesdays, I'm having lunch. Tuesday is their fasting day. I'm like, dude, okay. So, next. Uh, you can't see it too well maybe, but in the back there, there's two volunteers. It was very sad for us because the elderly lady of the two went to be with the Lord. Nothing to do with COVID. Hello. She just went to be with Jesus. She was driving her two-wheeler one day, and then the next day she was in the arms of Jesus. That's it. But for Anne, it was a, a hard because Ursula was one of Anne's prayer partners, and she used to come every Wednesday, volunteer so much time to the children. Next slide. Uh, it's just $10 per month to sponsor a child. Next slide. That's uh, the older uh, siblings. We have an annual vacation Bible school. And the children, we, we eat the same food that the children get. If you look at my profile, <laughs> same food. If you visit, uh, next slide. Uh, when they graduate from Door of Hope, that's at the age of four, they go to a local government school. You know, I just read this within the last 48 hours. Perhaps the biggest or the greatest mistake we have made in America is to allow the government to educate our children. Where 70% of my real estate taxes are forcibly taken from me to be put into a governmental anti-Christ system. I call that the rape of my conscience. I should have the choice. I'm 100% pro-choice when it comes to education. But 100% pro-life when it comes to abortion. I should have the right to have that money sent to the Christian school of, of my choice. That's part of what we are suffering. So when they graduate at age four, they go to the local governmental schools there. And this is in India. So uh, they teach them in the vernacular, local language. But those who demonstrate a scholastic aptitude, we sponsor to a local English medium school. Now, most of us have had the experience, especially with tech support. You call a toll-free number. Hello, my name is Philip Brown. How can I help you today? <laughs> 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 
So they potentially, those kids, we are sponsoring over 20, some of them, to a, an English medium school can potentially become your call center person in the future. So imagine the quantum leap from a slum dwelling into, into a half-decent job. Uh, next, it's $12.50 per child per month to go to an English medium school, which includes their books, uniforms, tuition. Next, uh, this is the completed new building. I'll just share with you. Uh, at this point, I want to just start into the message. This summer of all summers, I, I came prepared with a good, strong teaching message, which I really love doing, as you will remember. Um, but the day I was to go for the first Sunday of ministry, I, f I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart saying, Son, I don't want you to do that teaching. I mean, that's, you can do it later on, not another time. But I would like for you to share, because it's now 31 years in ministry. Uh, and with three decades of experience, you're kind of stepping into the veteran stage. You have the right to maybe share. I want you to share with my people, church after church, the amazing ways I have provided for APT Foundation and now also Door of Hope. So we will be sharing testimony after testimony of the amazing things God has done. Now for those who felt bad and those online feeling, you know, since last March when this lockdowns began and little depression, I want to share with you how in multiple ways the lockdown turned out to be wonderful for our ministry. So here now, this was done in 2018, this project. Uh, so the, the ground floor is parking where you see the little cross. Uh, that's the floor for Door of Hope, a brand new floor and two other floors. Now, e anywhere in the world, even here in the United States, if you have a piece of land, now this was just a lot, but if you have a piece of land or a lot and it's got a simple old house, if you raise that to the ground and build a bigger place, you're going to pay more in real estate taxes, right? So we had a simple old building. It was raised, and these are four, nearly five floors. We have to pay. We got reassessed. We, we were to get reassessed, but it didn't take place. We finished it in 2018. So we've been paying. I was guided to, to keep paying the old rate, which was much lower. But I know I've got to, you've got to do the right thing and catch up. Because of the lockdown and me being forced to stay in one place longer, I had more time to meet with the officials in the uh, township. I think that's the term we use here. And so what was going to be assessed at approximately $1,200 a year. Now, that may not be a lot. You probably pay more for your house here per year. But for a developing country, that's a lot of money. So because of the extended lockdown, I got to work with these guys. And they reassessed it at $500 a year. So... Of course, you know, we call it, it goes up by so many mills per year. That will happen, but instead of starting at 1,200, 500. So that's a miracle, one of the two miracles from thanks to the lockdown. <laughs> so it gave me more time 
to work with the right people because those wheels move so slow, especially if you don't want to, especially if you don't want to grease them. <laughs> so the second miracle was, that's the building, we've got a wall in front, the lot is actually 63 by 66 feet, just to give you an idea. And that's a pretty good sized lot for a city of 9 million people. Just one city. So now, just outside the wall on the one corner was the water pipe mains, the connection rather. Not the mains, the connection. But it was disconnected to us. So how did we survive for water from 2018 to now? we had drilled a bore well. Now I've kind of found out that not many Americans are very familiar with that. So there's a company that comes with all the equipment and they'll locate a key spot on that lot and they start drilling. I mean, it's about this big with casing. They go down, they may hit water at 200, 300 feet, 400, don't get excited. Keep going down, go down to like 800 feet where you hit the underground stream and whoosh, water comes up clean fresh uncontaminated water and so we have a sump built like 15,000 gallon sump so you've got your parking area but you've got the sump here and you've got it covered and all that for the water and then you have a pump to pump the water from the sump to a tank way up top. And then by gravity, it flows down. The irony is Anne's an engineer, an architect, and I'm a teacher. But now she's teaching her children, and I'm becoming an engineer. <laughs> so, it's funny. But, so then by gravity, oh, Devon, you, can, you do stuff on houses, so you might relate to someone. And congratulations to... To you both, awesome, I, I, you know, just wonderful to see you all. Um, and uh, so by gravity it flows down. But we have a second sump at the ground level. So this sump, 15,000, was for the borewell water. That's how we were surviving. But you cannot, you have to pay your water bill. Water and sewage are on the same bill. We had the sewage connection because the local like a mayor, mini mayor, gave us permission unauthorized above the government to get that connection. But you have to pay for it. So these things are hiding, hanging over my head like this proverbial sword of Damocles since 2018. Even though you've seen me year after year. So I knew I needed to get this done. So the extended lockdown worked to my advantage. So I got a hold of the water supply and sewage board and we're working with them. This took the longest time because of the number of square meters or square footage and a bit because of a little issue that occurred between them and the builder. They assessed us at $30,000 just to connect from the water connection outside our wall to the inside pipe and give us a chintzy little water meter. If we didn't pay that $30,000 within 60 days, and I've actually changed the amounts to dollars to give you, we would then be assessed at 3% interest per month. Now from 2018, you can imagine the pressure building on me. 
So thanks to the extended lockdown, I found some folk who could help me again with this department. And it may not, uh, it, all this is paid. Please know that these are not requests for funds. <laughs> Everything is paid. So just so you can relax as you listen to the testimonies. <laughs> We got it down from 30000 to $20,000. And they immediately issued us the demand note saying it's all paid. And here's your little water meter. Must have cost them about, you know, I don't know, 150 bucks. <laughs> we had our plumber come, connect it. And they only supply public water about three days in the week. So that happened to be a non-supply time. So there was no issue for the plumber because there's no water coming in the pipes anyhow. He just connected it. Next morning, I asked my security guy, any water? No, sir. Next day, no, sir. Dude, come on. I called the CEO of the... I mean, we paid $20,000. No water. I said, are you in your office? He says, yes. May I please come? He kind of didn't want me to. I said... I was coming. I went there. I said, sir, we have paid every dollar. He said, yes. He acknowledged it. We've got it hooked up and there's still no water. He immediately calls their official plumber, who's low on the totem pole. I mean, he's the CEO, associate, and plumber. He said, here's his name and number. Suddenly, the guy on the bottom rung of the totem pole was high in my books. I'm on his case. So I'll come in two days' time, so we have so many projects around this part of the city, because theirs is a certain region of the city, township, if you would. After about two weeks, I finally get him. They dig a hole like four foot by four foot. This is the second of the two miracles here, at the intersection of the streets. This is a mega city, mega city. And then there's a truck with a 250 long hose. Now, we are familiar with the Roto-Rooter to clean sewage pipes, but this is to clean water pipes. And they've, the, literally, the main water mains was my, the span of my hand. Cut it with the gizmos on two sides, took out that section. The truck came bzzz, all the way through, and it stops one house short of our project. That was the length of the hose. I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> you know, what do you, this is not the USA, you know. They said, oh, we'll come back tomorrow and now we'll dig over there. It took two weeks to get them to come here, you know. So they fix it up, they go away, and the next morning I call my security guy. Any water? Yes, sir, water came. Three weeks later, we flew out for the USA. Thanks to the lockdown extension. Everything was done. Now there's no more, you know, sword of Damocles hanging over my head. So we praise God. We share all these as praise reports for you to rejoice in. Uh, next, over these three decades, it's now 31 years, we've established three Bible colleges. Pastor Doug Redditard started two Christian schools, constructed 23 simple church buildings, not nice fancy places like that. By the way, love your carpet. And all the stuff done up beautifully. Great job, VCF. Well done. Well done. Um, so, um, uh, 23 simple church buildings, literally with like rough hewn wooden posts, not 
clean cut with machines and like zinc sheeting with tiles on the roof and I'll come back to that later uh, come oh what happened to it <laughs> it's like I didn't know that even slides got uh, uh, what you call uh, raptured you know, took off <laughs> so we've sponsored 60 plus native pastors and that number is growing most of them are in the second and fourth most populated countries on earth. I believe I've shared that with you before. Number one is China, two is communist China, Hindu India, three is basically Christian America, North USA, but so we'll give USA a pass. Fourth is Islamic Indonesia. So with two and four, most of the pastors, we are involved in a huge way with number one, but because it's live streamed, I cannot share it. At the end of the service, if you remind me and we stop the recording, I will give you an incredible testimony of how uh, number one. So God is enabling us to hit the top three nations on earth. Uh, anyway, um, so that number is increasing and we've purchased 20 plus simple used motorcycles for pastors to go to the rural areas. Next, uh, that's Pastor Torkis, one of our alumni from Indonesia, the biggest Muslim nation on earth, he's now got a church of over 2,000 people. That is my personal revenge for 9-11. <laughs> Next, these two girls are alumni of our Bible college too. They, they work with over 200 homeless people on the streets of Jakarta, Indonesia. Next, uh, that's the student body in Indonesia. Next, graduation class. Next. Now we've gone to Fiji Islands where Pastor Doug has gone with Gabe. So you've been in that building. You've taught right in there. Uh, next. Uh, student body from one of those years. Next. Uh, our children from our Christian school in Fiji. Next. They're having lunchtime. Next. Uh, this is a new building we just had the dedication for last year. That is 2020. Jan 31st, before the so-called stuff broke out. It was Jan 31st. It had to be on that day because that's my birthday. All right. <laughs> but, and my son Luke was with us. Anne was there with me from Adelaide, Australia. Luke came in from Seoul, Korea. And she was going back to Adelaide. Luke and I were going back to Brisbane. And then the media unleashed unleash this on us. So we did this dedication end of January and I've got testimony about that at the tail end of ours. So you remember that picture. Uh, next, there's two acres of land across. You might remember this seven acres here, two acres there. We've raised it uh, about two years ago, $20,000 worth of clean land filled, not broken rubble from, you know, concrete pieces. And so that is to withstand the 100-year flood level. Uh, next, that one got raptured too. Uh, this is our international size rugby field, and uh, those are some staff quarters. I would like to share a testimony here about Fiji. We recently had the Olympics conclude in Tokyo, Japan, correct? Of all nations on earth, this is the second Olympics they've introduced rugby. Both times, tiny Fiji Islands won the gold medal. Here's what they did in the face of the ungodly Luciferian media. You know why I'm released to, you know why I'm released to say that? 
Because you have pastors who call it like it is. So I'm free to say it. I've been in a church pastor, Doug and Fiona, when we got done, they called me out for hate speech, the pastor. For just being honest. These are spirit-filled people. Here I'm free. I'm seriously free. So, in the face of the Luciferian media, after winning the second consecutive rugby gold medal, the whole Fijian team with the two Caucasian coach and manager, they were trapped. They couldn't escape. (laughs) But they were also Christians. They locked shoulders after winning on the field and sang, We have overcome. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the Lord. We have overcome. And the Luciferian media personnel make fumbling statements like, oh, they are a small nation, they are some religious song. (laughs) When they know full well that these nations became great because of Jesus Christ. That's how far we have strayed from our spiritual moorings. Next, we do spend time in Australia too. And they're not bears, they're koalas, they're marsupials. (laughs) But just to let you know, what do we do when we're in Australia? Anne has her family in Adelaide, my family's in Brisbane. Uh, Adelaide is like Mobile, Alabama. Brisbane is like Virginia Beach, Virginia. I have to say that because the American strong point is not geography. I still love you. (laughs) But when I American has a bingo, they get it just like that. Some of you thought, bingo, takes me back to my Catholic days. <laughs> so, so we preach and teach the word in churches in Australia, primarily in Adelaide, Melbourne, Australia, and Brisbane. So I zip around in those places ministering the word. And next, uh, there's three books authored, but there's only one in the back left. The first two are sold out. It's $10 each or 25 for three copies if you want to bless others or $50 tax deductible gift for three copies. Um, next, uh, you can pray. These are different ways you can be involved. Can I share something about that first word, prayer? It's so easy. It's kind of common for ministries and missionaries to say, please pray for us, pray for us, pray for us. I'm old enough where I mean it. If you didn't put a dollar, but you prayed for us, you have no idea how precious that is. If you're not founded on a substratum, on a foundation of prayer, everything else is trinkets and baubles. And for my birthday, I've been doing this for the last about five years, on Facebook, I never ever ask you to sponsor any place or any cause. All I do is If you don't mind, would you spend 30 seconds praying for Brother Andrew? Seconds. If it's 100 people, that's a good chunk of time from around the world. 200 people. That's all. So when Anne and I ask for prayer, we mean it. We mean it. We thank you for your gifts, but we need your prayer. So those are ways you can be involved. Next slide. 
Uh, well now, you know, a few years back when smartphones became so popular, it used to bug me. But then I realized, well, some people, they don't carry their Bibles anymore. They use their Bibles. And then I broke the record. This summer was the first time I preached from my phone. I felt like such a heathen. You know. <laughs> Calm down, Andrew. It's okay. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. So, if you have your smartphone now, and if you go to YouTube, and if you type in Andrew N for no nonsense, (laughs) it sounds better than N for Nancy. You know, that's Andrew N Taylor. You'll see a mugshot come up that looks like me. Just hit subscribe. I'd love if we could get just 10, it's a free, free YouTube channel. You don't have to pay for it. If if we could just get 10 additional subscribers from today's recording, that would be great. Thanks to the lockdown. (laughs) From March of last year, suddenly my preaching engagements, the churches were not allowed to have, sit in meetings. The Holy Spirit drove me. I was driven every single day. Put this on YouTube. One upload per day for those first few months of the lockdown. Then what about, you can't go to your Bible colleges. Put your book studies on. You can't do your seminars. Put your seminars on. So we had nearly 300 uploads. Now it's like one a week I'm recording because I'm really busy this summer here in the States. Uh, so there's 300 uploads, 1,500 subscribers and nearly 18,000 views. Now you say, oh, that's nothing. I've seen 250,000 views. Yeah, that's like somebody boxing or MMA. Yeah, that's different. But to really want to study, to listen to the word. So in fact, uh, just, my, you, you're going to laugh at this. You think something's definitely wrong with me. And Pam, I know you don't need convincing. But <laughs> my latest upload this week was my own obituary, my own eulogy. I thought, my pastor Sam Smucker has gone to be with the Lord. There's a new generation. I'd rather do my own preaching in my funeral. <laughs> Some people say, are you okay? I didn't know you were seriously ill. I said, no, no, no. And there's another reason for that. I have many non-Christian friends. And, you know, we, we've got to be judicious with them. But this way they think, oh, my gosh, Andrew died. Let me listen to this message. I haven't died, you know. Uh, so to reach my non-Christian friends more overtly, because that they can watch instead of me being in their face, and to challenge fellow ministers to be bold, to be bolder, not to compromise. Uh, so that's why the previous one is thinking of suicide, how to properly love yourself. The previous one to that, hell, please, please don't go to hell. So, that's in addition to the book studies and seminars and all of that, as the Holy Spirit is quickening things. So, if you have it, please do subscribe, Andrew N. Taylor on YouTube, and hit subscribe. If you hit the notification bell, you'll be uh, notified every time I put a new subscription up. And it's just free. All right? Um, This, I know that's correct. Uh, these are, there's a powerful testimony that's going to kick off right now 
about these buildings in a second piece of land in the Fiji Islands, which is off the records, I'll have to tell you that, after we're done, this testimony. Next. And uh, actually, we'll just leave this on here, uh, and you can let it go off for now. I'll just go straight into the few highlights. God's work done God's way will never lack God's resources. Again, I want to reiterate, this is not an appeal for funds, but a testimony to God's mighty hand of provision and blessing over three decades. Isaiah, well, Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your needs. He shall, he will supply all your needs. Where we go into error is when we want like, to drive a Lamborghini or something. And if you blessed me with a Lamborghini, I would take it. I would sell it and put another Bible college up. Why should I say no? But I don't need a Lamborghini. I'm not thumping you over the head. If you feel happy in one, fine. God bless you. But he's promised I've got a reliable pair of wheels out there. And I'm content with that. Paul says, I've learned in whatever state I am, there was to be content. Isaiah 119 says, if you're faithful or willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Doing things God's way will produce the desired results, even if you're a non-Christian. Driving up here, Anne and I drive by some lush farmland, you know, cornfields and whatever, alfalfa. What if one of those farmers, some of them are not Christians, does their corn not produce? It's a principle, sowing and reaping. So do things God's way, it will produce the desired results. God's word will never return to him void. It will accomplish what it was sent forth to do. So when we operate in line with the principles of God's word, it will bring forth fruit. And I also like to throw in here Isaiah 55:11. God says, so will my word be that goes from my mouth. It will not return to me void. It will accomplish what I please. It will prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So as we embark on this one more time, those who are faithful, this church, actually Pastor Doug and Fiona, I was thinking about this. It's because you've had us uh, numerous years in succession, we are released to share this testimony. If it was like my first time or second time, it would be almost like too much. But you've been part of this Therefore, you deserve to share in the, in, in the things that God has done. So each year they've had us for quite a few years and blessed us generously. You heard Pastor Doug said, no matter what you do, the church tops it up. I know. I know. And so uh, it's the churches like that, pastors, families, couples, and individuals who are regular givers, whether it's once a year regularly or monthly or quarterly, you form the backbone of this ministry. Oh, so what we share is not to forget about you. I want to emphasize your part. But these are some incredible highlights uh, on the way in these three decades. So John and Naomi, you saw those uh, blue buildings there just recently? When we moved to Arizona, we went to, to Brisbane, Australia, then came to Arizona, now Adelaide, and so on. When we moved to Brisbane... Uh, 
We came back here. Then we moved to Arizona because of my late wife's health. One trip, we had come back from the Fiji Islands. Those blue buildings you saw, there are five of them. It was just a piece of barren land, never developed before. We came back with a vision to develop that for an alternate school site. So we came back to Arizona, and I shared this with a young couple. So when we moved to Arizona, we were looking for a local church. So we were visiting a couple churches, and this one church, it was around Easter of that year. It would have been 2001. Luke came up to me after the service. He came back from Children's Church and said, Dad, that guy there, that man, he played Jesus in the Easter play. So I went up and began a conversation. He was in his mid-twenties. And we got acquainted, Jonathan and Naomi Watson. Remember the name Naomi. Got acquainted, asked him what he does. I asked you what you do, right? You find out how I operate. I want to know what makes you tick. Uh, he said, he's, basically, he was a computer whiz or a geek, whichever way you want to put it. And I was new. I have friends here who would help me with computer stuff, but what about Arizona? So he said, sure, I'd be willing to help you. Come to find out, his parents had, uh, were, had done missionary work. Her dad was a pastor in different parts and over time. So they were glad to make our acquaintance, to be a blessing. And then... Naomi, it was their first baby bump. Now they've got four biological and three adopted. They now moved to Colorado. That's our ministry PO box in Colorado. Naomi is the bookkeeper for our ministry. So we were just beginning. Baby bump. We went to visit them. They were in a one-bedroom apartment. That's how most people start out, right? That's how I started out. In fact, when I got the first one-bedroom apartment, we only had two things. Here's a young married couple. We had a bed so she could sleep and a fridge so I could eat. <laughs> he didn't yet have living room for it. Uh, we couldn't have guests, but I could eat, right? <laughs> so they were in their one bedroom unit and she's got a baby bump. How are you going to manage? I said, uh, go back in time, 2001 stuff. I said, why are you guys, or may have been 2002 now, in a one-bedroom apartment, you could buy a house, you could pay the mortgage for basically what you're paying for rent. Well, we don't even have the 5% down payment that the banks require to buy a house. So we talked, husband, wife, and I got in my car, and I drove around North Central Phoenix myself. And I found this house in a development that was reasonable, you know, the, for sale by owner, called the number, met them myself, bargained with them, and then I said, okay, John, Naomi, I want to show you something. And they said, oh, we don't have the deposit. It was $128,000. Those are the good old days. You know, it was less. <laughs> Three bedroom, one and a half bathroom, you know. But for them, that was a huge step up. So now remember something. Personal is different to ministry. Now, if we get a, a love offering here, even if it were in my name, I deposited into apt. Maybe that'll help you understand why God helps us run in the black. Even if you put it, unless you say, this is for you, or Anne, I'm not even giving it to Andrew because he's going to put it into apt. This is for you to spend on yourself. 
Because God has met our needs. Be careful with some ministries. If it's all one big ball of twine, then this, this is my left pocket, this is my right pocket. This is personal, this is ministry. It just slides over when you want. No, 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 no. Our foundation is a total separate entity inasmuch as VCF will be different to Pastor Doug and Fiona. So now, personally, we helped them with the 5% deposit. They moved in. They were like kind of overwhelmed. You know, a young married couple. In no time they paid that. This is personal. Don't mix the pockets. In no time they paid that back. About three, four years later, we come back from the Fiji Islands. Remember those blue buildings? I said, well, we have a vision to put up some structures there for an alternate school site. John says to me, John and Naomi, by now the first child was born, I think. He says, well, Naomi and I feel the Lord has given us a business plan. And we're going to start it this coming year. That was the end of the year we'd come back. We're going to start it this coming Jan. And if it takes off the way we expect, we want to commit $150,000 to this project. So I've learned in life not to hold my breath or wait at the mailbox, you know, for things like that. He was 29, or 28. It was a year later that he was 28. She is five years younger, 23. So we go back to the mission field. They started their business in January the following year. It was an election year, presidential election year. And I'll tell you why. It's going to make complete sense to you. After a few months... $30,000 $30,000 into APT. Oh, wow. Okay. For this project from John and Naomi. After a few more months, another $30,000 into APT. This thing didn't take off like a jumbo jet. It took off like the space shuttle. And I know you're dying to know what the business was. So it was student loan business. For every student you were able to get to get a college loan, their business got $1,000. In one year, they got 300 students. Well, in 11 months. Because the 11th month was November, and the conservatives lost the White House. The moment the other party took over, they did away with this middleman business. So they had to shut the business down. But they got 300 enrollments, which is $300,000. $30,000, 30000 Then I get an email while I'm yet overseas before we could come back to Phoenix at that time. Dear Andrew, I'm so sorry to share this, but the government has changed and they've stopped the student loan business. So we have to close down our business and sell it. They had rented a huge office space, all the furnishings, all the multiple phone lines. We have to sell it for pennies on the dollar if we can get a buyer. I'm thinking maybe I should return the $60,000. So we come back to Phoenix. I still remember sitting in my dining room, formal dining room. John comes. These were the days of flip phones. He comes in, puts a piece of paper in my hand. It's called a check. (laughs) He is 29 years old now. His wife was 25. $90,000. 30 plus 30 is 60. 60 plus 90 is 150. 
He knows he's going to sell the business. But they were determined to keep that commitment to the Lord. That's the first time in my life a piece of paper made my hand feel like going down. <laughs> Two. And I, what can I say? Thank you. On behalf of the ministry. Are you listening? Yes. We're still visiting in my living room. He's standing. He hasn't sat down. Within 10 minutes, his flip phone rings. Hello. It's a businessman he'd known who had to pay like huge amount of tax that come in here. See, the government changed, right? But why should I pay Uncle Sam this? This is fine to have it recorded. If he bought a business, he could have that as a tax write-off. He asked John, in my presence, he just handed me $90,000. He said, hey, John, do you still have your business? John's like, uh, well, yeah, kind of. Well, I want to offer you $100,000 to buy out your business. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, God gave him $10,000 extra. I've never seen that happen before or since. I mean, if you, all I can say to you is I was there. <laughs> it's real. 29 and 25. Paul writes to Timothy, let no man despise your youth. Now you can see why I needed to know the church well enough to share these kind of testimonies. Like, wow. So, I'm like, that's it. What he would have got for pennies on the dollar, he got $100,000 for so Naomi has been a ministry bookkeeper ever since. She's a good number cruncher. She officially gets paid to do it for another organization. For us, she does it for free. But I can't handle that. So I give her a gift every Christmas. It's, it's just too much. You can't, you know, you know, in Australia, they say, oh, could you do, could you do this for me? Uh, and what do you get for it? Attaboy. <laughs> no. Bless the person, you know. Don't just give them an attaboy. <laughs> So that was just phenomenal. Nothing is too difficult for our God. Hear the statement. When we flow with God, He will cause us to switch from the caterpillar mode to the butterfly mode. Or I can use a more biological term. When we flow with God, He will cause us to metamorphose from the caterpillar mode to the butterfly mode. Then there's Dave and Barbara. I'm purposely not giving the full names because it'll be like doxing the person, you know. Then you can Google who are these people. Dave and Barbara. In fact, surprise, surprise, yesterday morning, I found out about the fact that he likes pickleball two days ago from friends we had lunch with. I immediately called him in the afternoon two days ago, and he came out yesterday morning. We met again, and we played pickleball together. Dave. They own a trans, owned a transmission business in Lancaster County. They've since retired, got a place in Florida, a place in Lancaster. I'm preaching in a church in the beautiful Fiji Islands. Remember, not as fancy as this? Zinc sheet, tile roof, plain concrete floor. Here we say, oh, well, I need to change the color of the paint in my kitchen. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. God bless you for that. I'm like, you know, I grew up drinking a cup of black coffee with a thin pancake for breakfast. You know why? We normally have coffee with sugar and milk. It was black because, come on, you know the answer, Devon, tell me. Because didn't have the money for milk. And the pancake was so thin, it only had one side to it. 
and I come to America, we need to change this, we need to change. I'm like, you know, it's okay, God bless you. (laughs) He has blessed you. That's why. Maybe too much sometimes. But, so here we are. Come to this uh, Dave and Barbara. I'm preaching in a church in the Fiji Islands, just zinc sheet tiles, plain concrete floor. It's like the first or second Sunday, I don't know. But they're all excited about their own building instead of renting a place. I'm preaching and everyone, including the pastor and his family, all sitting on the floor. No chairs, no benches, just a new building and they're so happy and content. Maybe we need to understand the meaning of the word content. And in the middle of my message, it's like the Holy Spirit arrests me. Pastor Jerry, how much would it cost to put, get benches for your church? He was like taken aback, you know, he's listening to the message and suddenly I ask him a question like this. He said, that, well, we do have a carpenter in our church, it'll cost us about $2,000. I said, okay, so this is Sunday morning. I said, let's meet on Tuesday, we'll take care of it from Apt. Sunday is over. Monday, I'm lecturing at the Bible College. You know you were there. This is before I had that building. Monday, I'm lecturing at the Bible College. I come back. These were the days of faxes. You can track with me. This is over 30 years. I come home and she tells me, there's a fax from Dave and Barbara. That's the owner of a transmission place in Lancaster. He says, I need to get $5,000 due as soon as possible. What's the quickest way to do it? I'm like, Andrew, did you pledge too little? (laughs) (laughs) I never had a message from anyone like that. It was a sense of urgency. Like the Spirit of God knew what I, I had been obedient. And it's like, I need to take care of your ministry more than double that. So needless to say, I faxed him back. That's we played pickleball together yesterday morning. Can you believe that? Tim and Christine, we're going to have lunch with them tomorrow afternoon. Because tomorrow is uh, Labor Day, right? Yeah. I get mixed up between Labor and Memorial. It's, uh, you know, but anyway, Tim and Christine, when our son Luke was about 14 years of age. I was widowered at that time. Remember Pam, you were praying for me? Yeah, so widowered at the time. That's the answer to your prayer. (laughs) We found out in Lancaster, at Lancaster Bible College, WVA, World View Academy. It's a one week where they go and stay there, teenagers. It's a fantastic course because it's teaching you about, you know, what does Islam believe and teach, Hinduism, communism, and what's Christianity all about, to frame your world view within the context of the Word of God. So parents were kind of relieved very one week without your teenager. We go to pick them up. Most of them were moms, but in this case, a dad. So we went to McDonald's on Route 272 in Lancaster County, close by LBC. And the kids, moms, and Andrew. And there's one mom, Christine. I'm like, I, never, I don't even know who she is. Oh, she's got a son, Luke, also. And these two Lukes got hung out. And she's just asking me some 
questions or what do you do? Very low key. I'm like, oh, well, this is what we do. This is what we do. That December, $5,000 gift to Apt from Christine and Tim. They're both doctors. I didn't know what she was. Then next summer we come, five. Next December, five. So from that's when Luke was 14, he's not 27. So 13 years, basically $10,000 a year from these two doctors. I never knew them. Now they come each summer one time when I'm preaching in a church. They came a couple Sundays to a church. I couldn't tell the amount because they were sitting there. I just cried. I just cried. And tomorrow we'll have lunch with them. Here's the point I want to make about Tim and Christine. And pastors, you'll know what I'm saying. Some of us do here. Often is the quiet, unobtrusive ones that make the biggest difference in the kingdom. Often, it's the quiet, unobtrusive ones that make the biggest difference in the kingdom. So if you've been serving cookies and snacks in heaven, your mansion could be a lot bigger than mine. Keep a little room for me, will you? And then, this testimony will astound you. This is when the minister had an attitude. Don't pretend you never had an attitude in church. <laughs> this Sunday, like, I'm honored here, deeply honored. I mean, honestly, yes, this summer, every Sunday we are ministering the word at a different church. But that particular Sunday, way back when, this was when my late wife was alive, so way back, the minister let me know that he'd like us to do our PowerPoint presentation, but I wasn't going to bring the word. That's fine. It's his prerogative. He's the pastor. I understood that. that that's not what caused the attitude. That's cool. I sat down. We did the PowerPoint. Came and sat down. And right after the PowerPoint, he said, weren't you blessed by that? Now, let's take up our church's tithes and offerings. I thought, of course you, in fact, I encourage, if a minister ever asks me, I would say, please, would you take your tithes and offerings before you even announce us? Nothing should interfere or come in the way, I mean, you have to get paid, the bills have to get paid, whatever, that needs to come first. Then this is an add-on as people feel to bless. But here, it was on the heels of our PowerPoint, he was taking his church tithes and attitudes. For, I don't know about you, but for me, that caused a bit of an attitude. I'm sitting there thinking, hmm. I, I mean, I appreciate your blessing us, and there are some people here who bless us, but you could have taken your tithes before our presentation, not after that. So that's just me. Okay? That's, that's my flesh at that time. At that time, I sat down, and when he got done, I thought maybe at least at the end he'd take a little offering. He said, now don't forget to go and bless. Say hello to our missionaries on the back with their book table. So we got back. And I'm still like trying to get over this. few people came and bought books. They were meeting at that time at the Lancaster uh, Mennonite School. <laughs> off of 30 there. Uh, they don't meet there now. So, okay. And then an elderly gentleman came up to me. It was 4th of July weekend, summertime. 
And he said, so how much is it? At that time, I had all three copies of the books. How much is it for the three? I said, it's, you know, $10 each or $50 tax deductible if you want all three. So he just trudged away. You know, he might have been about my age at that time. <laughs> and he went to his wife who was hiding behind a pillar, had a word with her, came back with a check and he had it. He said, we'll have all the three books here. So I, it looked like $50 to me. I just put it on. I gave him the three books. He walked away. I saw there was $500. So I said, sir, excuse me. This is Paul and Judy. Uh, it's, it's only $50, not $500. Oh, don't worry. My wife knows how much is in the account. Blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, thank you very much. Now, remember the attitude, the toot I had. This is part A of four miracles that same Sunday. God, without an offering, brought $500. And from that month on, and by the way, they're not even from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They're from Missouri. Come up for 4th of July weekend. I've never seen them before, never seen them since. <laughs> and from that month on, $50 every month to App Foundation. <laughs> this is when my late wife was still alive. I remember that. Which means it's been close to maybe 20 years. Now, the last three years, it's $20 a month because we are well into retirement. I'm thinking, Paul and Judy, it's okay. Even if you stop, I understand. But they're still hanging on. They won't stop. <laughs> it's miracle number one. Then came time. You know, people are pretty much gone. So you pack up the box. You close the box. You go to the car. And uh, that too, there was no lunch off also. But that pastor, they always treat us out. You guys treat us like, like VIPs, honestly. You need to know that. So that's okay. That wasn't my problem. My attitude was because <laughs> I'm packing up the box and a guy who's about 30 years of age comes up to me. Never met him before. He said, I need to send your ministry a significant gift as soon as possible. How's the best way to send it? So I just wrote the host and hostess's name we were staying that summer. And within about four days, a $2,000 check came in the mail. So without having an offering... The same Sunday, God brought $2,500. He's dealing with my attitude. <laughs> you were upset. When are you going to learn to trust me, to depend on me, to rely on me? And here's the third miracle. Not only $2,000 check. From that month on, Brian and Heather's business in Mount Joy. $150 every month to App Foundation. Right now I learned, just, just, just let God run his own business. <laughs> Keep your nose out of it, Andrew. And then, here's the fourth miracle. After about 16 years or whatever, oh, it's Naomi. You know who Naomi is? Bookkeeper in Colorado now. They moved from Arizona to Colorado because God has blessed them so much. They wanted to buy a ranch with a little lake and horses for their kids. How God has blessed them. $150,000. For God, it is peanuts, my friend. For God, I'm not downplaying it. He's blessed them. I'm so thrilled for them. They deserve it. So, Naomi, she's my bookkeeper. Now, for example, if you didn't hand us a check, I can speak about this openly, I know them. Suppose you chose to send it to uh, P.O. Box in Colorado. I, I wouldn't know. Even if someone sent $10, Naomi gets it. She does a mobile deposit. 
and it gives you a scan of the check. So I see, oh, Tom and Susie Smith sent a check for $25. She finds out first. You understand, ministry is ministry. Andrew and Anna are separate uh, personal lives. So Naomi sent me an email about 17 years later after these folk came on board, uh, Brian and Heather. Andrew, it's been about six months. This 150 a month has been discontinued by Brian and Heather. Now put yourself in my shoes. When you work a regular job, if you're a nurse or teacher or whatever, you, you put in so many hours, you expect your paycheck. Hello! <laughs> but what about me? <laughs> it could have been a younger couple, and now they've got five kids. There's too many expenses. You could be kids that are growing up, they've got college loans. You want to help them in college. Maybe you got the pink slip. You lost your job just now. So you have to keep your mouth shut. You can't open your mouth if someone discontinues. You just be grateful that God had brought them along for the time that they were there. Right? So I'm not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. So we are in our cottage here. Anne and I in Landisville. I don't know how many years ago, about four years back, this happened. When Naomi sent me this message. And after playing racquetball, I'm exhausted. Shower, take a nap, and I have a dream. And in my dream, I've never done this with anyone. I dreamed that I went to Brian's office. It's only about a 10-minute drive for me, 15, 12 minutes. And I'm sitting there, I'm trying to tell him, and I'm weeping in my dream. Because it's kind of embarrassing also. And I woke up. It was real tears. My face was flush with tears. I felt the Holy Spirit was showing me that I want you to go and talk to Brian. Share this with Brian. I didn't tell Anne what I was going to do in case she deterred me from doing a stupid thing. I just, she was on the porch. I said, babe, I'm just going out. I'll be back. And my eyes were not even fully dry. I jumped in there. GPS this place. Found it. I went there. Huge couple acres. I can tell you they sell truck bodies of all sorts. I go into the office, first time ever. The gentleman at the front desk says, yes. I said, Brian, is it who are you? I'm Andrew Taylor. Just a moment, please sit down. But five minutes later, Brian comes out. Andrew Taylor, how are you? Big hug. Come on and let me show you the office. And he goes in there. He's telling me about how. And then he says, have you not been here before? I said, never. Come on, let me take you out. He brings me out, not to a golf cart. They have a couple of gators. They're more powerful than golf carts. Puts me in the gator, driving me around, showing me truck after truck and air-conditioned truck bodies. Not the engines, but the truck bodies. I'm like, wow, all this is great, but I came here for something else, but I have to keep quiet. <laughs> we come back. He's sitting in his office desk. I'm sitting opposite him, and I'm thinking, Andrew, come on. Share with him why you came. And then I said, Brian, may I share something with you? And I proceeded tentatively to say that our bookkeeper has mentioned that it's been about six months since the monthly gifts from your business have been discontinued. I said, I understand. He just paused. Now it wasn't a flip phone. It was a normal smartphone. His wife, Heather, at home. Heather? Have we discontinued support to App Foundation? She said, oh, no, we haven't. 
And then she said, oh, but we did restructure the internal finances of the business about six months ago. This must have slipped through the cracks. He says, okay, thank you very much. Put the phone back in his pocket and he's sitting at his desk with his uh, desktop in front and he types something to go to the printer. But this is not a printer that prints letters, it prints checks. I didn't know that. He typed, hit send, he went there, this $2,000 is for your pain and suffering. (laughs) And, and from this month on, we are raising our support from 150 a month to $250 a month. Wow. Oh, that's the end of the attitude that I had. <laughs> God fix me up good and proper. Just be silent and trust me to it. Now, oh, it's not many left, but around that time, our home church went through a mega building project. I was widower at that time I knew because I was broken in Arizona. I was sobbing one time and I had no one to share with. I couldn't share it with Luke. Full 50% cut. Over three stages. But I thought, it's okay if it was me. I can get a job as a substitute teacher. I have the qualifications. How do I keep the three Bible colleges running? So, At that summer, I came back, and at the minimum, it didn't make up the cut. At the minimum, I had to get $600 a month, per month, not just one-off, pledges to sustain the Bible colleges at least minimal rate. Over that summer, Luke and I, Luke with me, I was able to get $300 in monthly pledges, which left me $300 a month short. And then... I get a call from a couple, Jim and Esther. They live in Hummelstown. He says, hey, Andrew. So Jim and Esther used to be a blessing. They got divorced. They got divorced. And we never heard from them. That summer, I get a call. He says, God has brought Esther and me back again. They literally got remarried. He is too funny. He says, well, she signed up for it twice. It's her fault now. <laughs> it's too, he is a card. He is, so we want to take you and Luke out to dinner. We were, they took us to Greenfield Restaurant. Nice place in Lancaster County. Places I don't normally go to. Nice place. Luke and I were in. They come in. And Jim is so funny. He's hilarious. He's the only person I can literally fall off my chair laughing in the restaurant. Literally. We get through the hors d'oeuvres, the main course. Now the dessert comes. And we're still laughing. I'm like, it's time to get serious, you know. He is the one who initiated this. But God, at least I can say that we need this much yet. So I said, Jim, may I change the subject for my... Yeah, yeah, Sure. And then I proceeded to share with him and that we were still, we got 300 pledged, still 300 a month to go. His Caucasian face turned, he got flushed. He became red. I thought, oh my gosh, I hope I didn't hurt his feelings. We're good friends. He said, did you say 300 a month? I said, yes. He turned like a beat now. He said, 
before Esther and I could get out of the car. This is Greenfield Restaurant in Lancaster in the parking lot. I said to Esther, I feel the Lord wants us to sponsor APT at $300 a month. I wrote and signed the check. Here it is. Now, beyond the miracle that God made that, met that, was it confirmed and affirmed for Jim and Esther that they had heard from God. And he was blessing their step. He had heard from God. We already got together with them this trip. He is just hilarious. We love him. That's Jim and Esther. Amazing. I walked out. They left. I walked out with Luke. I said, my son, you are without excuse. You are without excuse. You've seen the hand of God. And Luke knows that only too well. I think that's what scares him. He doesn't want to come into ministry. That's what he thinks right now. We let him think that. Perhaps the most amazing highlight is of how do you top all of this? I used to teach in the Christian school. It used to be Living Word Academy. Now it's Lancaster County Christian School in Leola, Pennsylvania. Lancaster County. About 10% of the students were learning disabled or special needs. And there was a penny. And she spoke with a huge lisp. And one year when I was in Australia, I got a listing of the pledges of those who want to bless App Foundation. Penny is now graduated, would be on government welfare some housing. Penny pledged one dollar a month. One dollar a month. But God spoke to me. How could you ever, how could you ever be involved in any misappropriation of the funds that I entrust you with. Or live a shabby, shallow life. That was a lesson for me. And what else the Holy Spirit told my heart was, that is your widow's might. That is your widow's might. I shared this last Sunday and a couple that came from our invitation, he came up to me and said, Penny is my cousin. Penny is my cousin. Because he gave me the last name, so we knew who we were talking about. How can we become complacent or take anything for granted? When we see firsthand and experience these things. And worse yet, how can I fall away from my God into sin and become and bring a reproach to his name? What an amazing journey of faith these past three decades have been. 
I want to give a loving caution here. I know I'm in the middle and I'm in, surrounded by wonderful, charismatic, Pentecostal, tongue-talking fellow believers. I'm one of you, through and through. But something I've been learning as I start to move into the veteran stage of ministry. There's many titles for God in the Old Testament. One of them that many of us like specially is Jehovah Jireh, which means God will provide. And technically this has been covering that aspect of the nature of God. But it's been showing me some things. For me, and that's wonderful, it's every title of God is awesome. But the one that's been coming dearer to my heart, and you may or may not have noticed on the sign for Door of Hope's new building, is Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. Moses said to God, if you don't go with us, we are not budging from here. And so they had the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. When it stopped, they stopped. When it moved, they moved. Jehovah Jireh is to seek his hand. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah is to seek his face. Jehovah Jireh is to seek his provision. Jehovah Shammah is to seek his glory and his presence. If we have his presence, we have all we need. Seek him, not his blessings. If your child loves you to bits, you'll bless them beyond their comprehension. If that last picture could come up, just the last picture. Keep going. Keep. Yes, this building. This was done in 2018. Thank you. It's just that you never blow your nose into a microphone. <laughs> I've learned the hard way, believe me. But, uh, um, this building has four good-sized two-bedroom apartments upstairs. And now I can see why. Just get that, yeah. And downstairs it's got a new hall, like a youth hall. So you may not, was it under construction? Yes. Yes, there. Now I can see why the Lord had me put those apartments up there. No churches can meet in the main hall because of the lockdown in Fiji. Zero income. Our international size field for rugby and soccer, nobody can rent it. These tenants are supporting our staff. The rent from those tenants. I never saw any of this coming. Now, the hall underneath started to develop some seeping of water. And uh, it just caused me a headache. From a distance, you don't want that building to collapse. Six, I'm counting the weeks. We had just flown in. It was six weeks ago on a Wednesday and Thursday. This is the closing testimony. I gave the okay to the man in charge of my grounds and to do a $12,500 extra layer of concrete pouring. I told you, I warned you, I'm becoming a little bit of an engineer. For just a regular floor, you can use 15 MPA, whatever it stands for, strength, concrete. 
If it's a swimming pool, ideally 20 MPA. The engineer has now said to permanently try and take care of this issue. Use 25 MPA concrete and mix into it the liquid uh, waterproofing sealant. It's going to cost us $12,500 for that job. So six weeks ago on Wednesday and Thursday, I gave the okay to do it. Now, if you know Andrew, we try to operate only in the black, which means no debt. They just finished pouring it Wednesday and Thursday. That evening, I get an email from, what do you think her name is? Naomi. Andrew. There's a check from some N-L-I-J. And I, it sounded familiar, but it's been a while. They were a tiny church in Lancaster County. Pastor Doug and Fiona, they had maybe, at the most, I've seen 12 people. In a small room, so maybe average six people, eight people. But every summer I would go and preach there one Sunday. They had an 11-acre piece of land. And they were saving from among themselves, their core group, to put a building up. They ended up closing the church. They gave that land for free to another church ministry. And then they were looking at disbursing the funds that they had accrued. I don't know all these ins and outs. I knew about the land. The last part was what God put on the heart of the minister at the end of the closing of that fellowship. And he had mailed a $14,000 check from a now defunct church. Small group. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, God can save by many or by few. Don't go by the number count. One man, Samson, took out 1,000 Philistines. That same night that they poured it. You know, you have a 30-day payment plan, but God was, no, you've done it. I was in it. It's right. And here's the, the amount. Would extra just to bless you. So if you see the next slide, the next two slides at the end of it. Oh, no, so this is earlier. You have to go to the very end. Oh, is that them doing the concrete there? Yeah, yeah, that's the point. That's it. That's the end of the slides. Thank you so much. So, a tiny little church, which is now closed. And I shared this three Sundays ago at a different church. This one couple comes out. And he says, I need to say something. And his wife says, he, he's very emotional. He gets emotional. And he starts and he cries and he says... I used to go to NLIJ. I knew they had this money. They've been sitting on it for a while, seeking, Lord, where do you want us to send this money to? Now I know where it went. Pastor, back to you. Thank you. Let's celebrate with God's victory. Amen. Father, we give you thanks and praise for your blessings upon Andrew and Ann and Ab Foundation in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you are good. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We just bless you and praise you. We rejoice with them in the name of Jesus. What you've learned today and what you've heard today is everything that God said is true. What he said in his word is true. Amen. You can rely on it. You can have faith in it. You can stand on it. When times are tough, when the situation looks bad, God's word will see you through. Amen. I was there when that building was built. They had a couple floors built, but they were working on it. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and you know, I will say that that ministry in Fiji was, is self-supporting. Amen. He, the, the staff there, it's just wonderful. Uh, I had a great time teaching there in the Bible school and uh, still in contact with some of the students that I had interaction with. And, uh, you know, God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, what I want to just make sure today is have you given your all to God? And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about your life. You know, the greatest gift that God gave us was his son, Jesus Christ. And he came without reservation. He came without hesitation. He came to give his life a sacrifice, the greatest sacrifice of all. And in return, he wants us to give our life to him. And not only just to give him your life, but to trust him with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all of your ways, and he will direct your paths. If there's anybody here that you've not given your heart to the Lord, today is a good day to do that. Amen? God responds by invitation. He gives you an invitation, and if you accept, he's there. Amen? Is there anybody here that's never asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of their life, to be their Savior? Is there anybody here? All right, well, that's good. Then you're all born again. Amen. We know the goodness of God. We've tasted and we've seen that God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, I just want to pray for those that are watching. If you're watching online and you've never given your heart to the Lord, just take a moment and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Believe that he is the Son of God and confess him as Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your glory, your goodness, and your presence. And I give you thanks and praise, Lord. Your, your word says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that is the greatest thing that we need to know. And I just pray, Father, for those watching, those who, who have heard this message, Lord, and I just give you thanks and praise that they give their hearts to you in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. It was so good. You know, sometimes it's good to get around your own people and hear what God's done. Amen? Well, you've had a part to play in touching the world. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just stand to our feet. And let's just bless the Lord as we go today and we're dismissed. Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks and praise for your goodness and your grace and how you work in our lives, and how you work in the lives of our brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus. Lord, we welcome your goodness, and we thank you, Father, that we have a part in your kingdom. And Lord, we are all in, in the name of Jesus.
Lord, we, we hold nothing back. We, we hold nothing from you, just like you did for us, Lord. We give you our all. We will do your work, your way, and we will always have your influence and your provision in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a great day. God bless you. Have a great week.